the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and you when you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free 866-308-8867. We had some uh, folks that came by and uh, talked to us in person, too, and uh, we welcome you to come on out here. We're live Sitting on the porch here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. So uh, come on out and visit with us, and you can ask your gardening question in person. Sometimes it's easier to answer those questions. So we, uh, we welcome you to come on by. Oh, there's a cute little pup. Uh, so, and you can bring your pup. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I saw a pup today. Um, smart dog. I don't know what happened to him. I was trying to figure out if I could sneak him home, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. I was in a uh, everything's 99 cent store, and uh, <laughs> and he was walking with somebody, and I thought, oh, it's a support dog, it's a therapy dog. Didn't have a vest on, but I thought, okay, well maybe they left. Nope. Then they turned down one aisle, and he kept walking down. He wasn't on a leash. He was just having a good old time walking through the <laughs> store. And just as friendly as he could be, and the store employees were like, Scoot, Scoot, get, get out, get out, get out. He just looked at him. He got scared. He ran a little bit. And they finally kind of corralled him outside. And that worked until the next person came into the store. Uh-oh. Yeah. So <laughs> he was a cutie, though. He was a, a big old pup. Looked like a kind of a maybe a pit bull mix of something. But he was sweet as can be. He, he, he found the floor to be quite cool. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine it was. Yeah, so uh, so if you're looking for a dog, there may be one at the uh, um, Everything's 99 Cents at West Avenue. <laughs> I was looking through uh, Calvin's article in yesterday's paper. Mm-hmm. Very good. And nice pictures, too. And uh, 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 of, uh, Calvin writes about Pride of Barbados. Of course, they're blooming all over town now. And uh, he says, uh, <laughs> he talks about uh, gold star esperanzas, or all esperanzas will be eaten in different neighborhoods. So certain neighborhoods, they don't bother them, and certain neighborhoods, they, they'll eat them. Said, uh, Calvin writes, uh, Esperanza is not eaten by the deer. In my neighborhood. So if you want to grow Esperanza, you need to come into Calvin's neighborhood and get some deer. You, you won't mind 
picking up free deer, were you? No, not a bit. We well, okay. welcome everybody. Okay, I, I didn't think so. Stealing them, you know, we <laughs> make it uh, relatively easy. But he says, but there are reports in other locations that deer will eat the blooms. If you are planning a new planting, test a few plants to see how they are treated by the deer <laughs> in your neighborhood. Well, with this dry weather, hot, dry weather, they're going to start eating stuff that oh. we usually don't think they're going to eat. In the article, too, I note that even even on uh, plants that have been identified as deer-proof, oh, yeah. do, the li- do the liquid fencing. Now, I always say th- three weeks, once a week for three weeks, and I, I know some of the others... Uh, who was it? Somebody was saying I think six Forrest or seven. said three months yeah. or three years. <laughs> you may as well, yeah, for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> three generations, we're, I think Forrest said. We always uh, tested the deer in Hollywood Park because they're, they've been there a long time. And uh, we t- tested that uh, sprinkler, that... Uh, that yeah the uh, yeah, it yeah. shoots a scarecrow yeah yeah scarecrow <laughs> and uh, you know Forrest is an Aggie a serious Aggie mm-hmm. so uh, we had we had to work with him there at first because he he put the sprinkler out at the first place and the, wa- the walkers in the front of his house uh, yeah yeah and, and, and it was in front of the house because his, his deer as do most come up on the porch you know they just make themselves at home and so uh, he was going to keep them off the sidewalk well and, well it worked it kept them off the sidewalk but uh, it also kept anybody that wanted to visit <laughs> off the sidewalk. And I guess, it, well, the mailbox is out by the street. So he quickly saw the error of his ways. Mm-hmm. And he moved it out uh, close to the street. It's a, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's a motion-activated sprinkler system that shoots a stream of water. On an irregular, At the motion. yeah, irreg- yeah. irregular pattern, and so, and it works, <laughs> but uh, then he so he put it up next to next to the road. He said, "I'll get this by the house business," and so then he was washing all the t- car cars that drove by his house. <laughs> with the sprinkler. I bet that scared the people driving by. <laughs> I, bet it, I bet it stopped traffic from coming down that street, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, they probably enjoyed the, the wash. Maybe so. <laughs> but uh, the problem we had with it is that uh, you have to leave the hose on all the time. Oh. And it can, when it gets hot, that water in the hose can burst. burst yeah, up. well, and the pressure... In my neighborhood, the pr- pressure, when I tried it, it was so high. Now, now, uh, <laughs> now, now we've reduced the pressure a bit, so it might be a little more reasonable. But back then, did it kill a deer when it hit him? It was no, pressure was no, so high. It, it just knocked him to the next yard. <laughs> but it uh, messed up the mechanism. It didn't take it very long. Oh, a okay. couple of weeks, and it was starting to yeah. dribble out constantly, and then. Shoot off when it wasn't That's supposed right. to. Neighbors would complain. I don't understand why these deer are flying by. <laughs> I, I first saw that thing, 
out at uh, I was out at Water Garden Gym visiting with uh, the original owners, uh, Bert and Sally, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and he had had one of their he, he sold them for uh, to scare away the uh, water birds that would come in and eat the fish, herons and things like that. They would come in and eat the fish, and you don't have to have heron eat many of those koi before mm-hmm. you're bankrupt because those some of those koi can be very expensive, and. Uh, <laughs> But I was looking at the at the, at the package where it was telling how to operate it and everything else, and it it had deer on there. I said, yeah. "How did this thing will repel deer?" And he said, "Cause I he he'd never tried it. Bird had never tried it for deer, but he was it works great on those herons. I bet yeah, it scares them away. Yeah." And those those herons are me uh, unbelievable. My uh, my neighbor, uh, Miss Irene, had a small koi pond. Uh, it was under trees. It was in her backyard. There were none close around, and those herons found that thing. Well, wow. we had we had goldfish and eat the fish. We had goldfish, and they. In your, they find your yeah that you know that your, little pond in the yeah. driveway. Shoot, yeah, you'd, <laughs> you'd, you'd come, you know, if you were in a hurry and you came running out the door, to, yeah, there they were, you know, and had to fly up. Yeah, and, they're big birds. Yeah, and uh, and after you uh, wet your pants and had to go change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they find them. Uh, maybe they got a kind of a buzzard sense for fish mm-hmm. or the water. Well, you know, even uh, migrating, you know, you know the the uh, little ponds with recirculating pumps or bird baths with recirculating yeah. pumps will bring migrating birds down. Yeah, like oh the yeah, that's true. That's tanagers and things like that. The, huh? They'll find them. Yeah, they're pretty smart. And and while we're talking like that, uh, we need to remember, the birds are thirsty. <laughs> and your animals are thirsty. You know, I've taken it since my dog, pet dog passed away. <laughs> uh, I've been feeding the feral cats. Yeah, I can't believe it. And 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 skunks. <laughs> Don't get me started talking about feral cats, Calvin. I'll, I'll give the old do not nut but nope. nut bush recommendation. Nope, nope. keep moving. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> You didn't like that, Brenda? No. That was just sad. <laughs> One lady was crying. She was very crying. upset. And I understand why she was upset. I don't. I know you don't. Keep moving. <laughs> Keep moving. Think of those little birds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ground, ground nesters especially. And It was a very organic control method. Keep moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, the the cats... That we're feeding are eat drinking more water than they are eating food. We've got yeah, two bowls side by side. So, uh, uh, and uh, you, the, you te- were you telling me yesterday that this week is supposed to be uh, pretty well, pretty record. hot. Yeah, ninety nine today, and then over a hundred for the next 
four days, do you five me, days. Do you want me to read the weather? No. Okay. I think Calvin summarized it. Well, let's see if there's anything changed with these storms in the... Uh... Yes. Well, you you mean it doesn't give me my two tenths or... No, it doesn't even give you those. One but the point sin- zero tenths? The Sinisa seemed to think it's going to rain, so that's good. <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, maybe they're they're like Steve Brown and getting desperate, you know. And <laughs> there you go. But uh, what was I talking about, man? You were talking about uh, feral see. cats. No, <laughs> no, watering not. the birds and watering then, the birds. There you go. And then uh, scarecrows and oh yeah, yeah, to, for the That'd deer, be, for the right. deer. But that didn't work. <laughs> said uh, you said you said at Forest Yard they eventually just got a little. Little cap for their heads and, <laughs> and soap, and they were just soaping up in there. But I, I mean, it the the concept works, right? Because uh, Forrest had a has a I don't know if he still has it a, a deer trail in his front yard. Yeah, and uh, we put that uh, uh, scarecrow uh, uh, sprinkler by that deal. And aimed it so it wouldn't go in the road, <laughs> wash the cars, but uh, it that deer trail went away. They they wouldn't come back. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it worked, but it just had some limitations. And uh, Calvin mentioned uh, liquid fence once a week for three weeks. Now in stage two or whatever we're in, do you have to handheld that? Uh that scarecrow? Well, actually, I think they let you do that. But, okay. But, I mean, technically, I guess they could. Uh, well, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm trying to remember back then whether we uh, accepted that as a minor. Now, if it's, it's dripping or wasting water, it, you, you could get uh, cited for it. But... In terms of protecting your landscape, I think there was a, a lot of room for uh, tolerance. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, There's another pup. All the pups are coming out today. Yeah. Doesn't look like a pup. That looks like an older dog. No, oh, but they're all pups to me. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, that brings up another. I suppose now if you you call my. Uh, 49-year-old son, a pup, he'll, uh, or, or kid, <laughs> he'll uh, pup you one. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. A little sensitive. Look, looking at our sale items, uh-huh. uh, the fertilizer's still on sale. Yeah, let me bring that up for a while. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, a 40-pound the- bag, regularly forty nine ninety nine. Almost fifty. Yeah, uh-huh. but now forty-four eighty-eight. That's at fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, but uh, during drought, and and my Saint Augustine is uh, going down. I mean, it's is uh, of course I don't water. Yeah, ours is suffering too. But it uh, <laughs> it's not growing, Milton, and uh, so I. I Jeremy, my son, was uh, had gotten behind on mowing, so it was fairly tall. And so, <laughs> when this drought hit, 
me not watering, you can't tell that it was tall. It's growing down. So uh, a lot of times, uh, fertilizers are salt. It's like uh, the salt on the table. <laughs> and uh, salt draws water Oh, from plants. So a lot of times we wonder about uh, fertilizing when when it's dry. Um, I bet I've, I've had a question. I have a question here that I've kept for almost a month, over a month, uh, from Neil Sperry. Somebody wrote in and said, why do you tell us to water our lawns and landscapes a day or two before we fertilize? It sounds like Calvin and his freeze freeze well, going up and down telling the neighbors. <laughs> but then you tell us to water really well right after we feed. After you put down a fertilizer. And he says, <laughs> Neil answers, says, fertilizers, whether organic or inorganic, contain mineral salts. That's what I was talking about. And if you don't believe that, get a bag of fertilizer, put your finger down in there, and then taste it. Put it put it to your Ugh. tongue. It's just salt. Mm. Just like you put on your uh, food. If the soil is dry at the time of your feeding... You run the risk of running the salt content up so high that it pulls the water back out of the roots by reverse osmosis. That's what I was saying. While yeah. That would cause burning of the leaf tips and edges. As far as watering immediately after you apply the fertilizer... That's to wash the granules, assuming that you that's what you're using, off the leaves and into the soil. It also dissolves the granules and gets them into the soil in a diluted solution. That will allow the plant's roots to take them in. Now, Jerry was had a long story about him when he was kind of, I thought he was going to say, and I'm sure he was thinking it, don't if you don't have access to water and you just can't afford water or don't think it's environmentally appropriate to water when it's a hundred degrees out uh, and we're in restrictions then you don't you don't fertilize either at this point you you can fertilize uh when the wild rains start or you can wait until in the fall but yeah. it just uh in terms of horticulture and uh, the environment, it doesn't make any sense to no. fertilize when it's 100 degrees out. And there's no <laughs> water anywhere. Now, I've got neighbors that just water water the heck out of their lawn, and they, they of course, are fertilizing because mm-hmm. they love that mm-hmm. green. <laughs> and it uh, it's uh, relatively easy to control weeds in this kind of weather. Oh, yeah. You... you uh, you water to meet the needs of your lawn grass, whatever it is, and you fertilize to meet the needs of that. And then whatever a little bit of weeding that occurs, you uh, it's relatively easy to take care of. And if you're using our recommended sustainable uh, but in the lawn winter, covers. That's in the winter, though, yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, but 
at this time of the year. Not on mine. They, they disappear. They disappear. Oh, yeah. You don't oh. water them, they disappear. Yeah, they're gone. You don't have to worry about trying to keep them green and watered up and everything. They disappear. Now, my, uh, uh, what's our horse herb? I've got some horse herb in that, like in some raised beds that I'm not really actively <laughs> managing. Boy, they get serious. Horse herb gets serious when, oh, it's, yeah. when it's got access to some you know, irrigation. And, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, one thing people well, they said I don't I don't want to water, but I can't stand the bare lawn. You know, I can't stand the bare. Bare ground doesn't bother me at all. In in fact, uh, we used to recommend that for our our uh, croquet court. We used to we used to play croquet where the grass where the uh, uh, our sustainable grass is now, but. Uh, well, before World War II, we didn't have lawns here. That's I, I, true. Hey, we got to take a break, but I want to do it before Trace gets here so I have some time to talk after. There he is. We're taking a break. Otherwise, I know, because that'll give you time. So come back. No, no, you're okay. Just be a quick break. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South, Taste, South Texas, focusing on summer songs. Al will be doing that today. If you've got a summer song request, you can call Al at 210-308-8867. If you've got a question, you can call us at 210-308-8867. What about and, raindrops keep falling on my head? Oh, you're going to go for the positive. Yeah, I always think positive. Okay. Go. Doesn't the boss have one? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. That's a summer song? I think so. I don't know. Al, look for, look for one by Springsteen. See what you can find. Um, oh, okay. I thought I heard something. Um, okay. Speaking of questions, I, I, had to, I was telling these guys yesterday you weren't here. There was uh, somebody that's asking questions about their pumpkins. I don't know, I guess because maybe the tomato thing was here. They thought they came up to me, and uh, they said they kept getting these uh, these kind of cuts in their pumpkin. What could they do about it? And I just I directed them to go inside and get themselves a pumpkin patch. I got it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, it wasn't I funny the first time, let alone the second. But I thought Trace would appreciate it. We didn't get to tell it to Trace yesterday. I, would, uh-huh. I have a di- different sense of humor than most people. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> or lack uh, of sense. And I got another story to tell you in a second, but let's go ahead and uh, figure out where we want to go. What are we going to talk about? You want to talk about this beautiful? I think I want to talk about this. Yeah, go, Trace, go. So uh, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> and uh, I, I have to say there is now what I could actually call an orange vinca. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, it's a little more Tennessee than UT, but orange is orange. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. Uh, and this one is called Vinca Tattoo Orange. Oh. So somebody else thinks it's orange, too, because it's got orange in the name. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, uh, it's oh, he emitted it on the air. He did. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't either. Yeah, Vinka, uh, well, he likes has a Vinka. lot of diversity in the genetics. Speaking of genetics, uh, <laughs> our, my man uh, sent me a, uh, out of Austin, sent me out. Yeah, what were you, oh, you were asking for 4 o'clock stuff. So if you want the purple, sorry, what purple, the orange Vinkas, we have them here at Millburgers. We do. <laughs> they're, uh, they're in a pot that says groovy because it is groovy okay it is kind of groovy is that be the first the one color your... is the orange uh no i mean there's a tattoo in some other colors but uh, i think this is the only pretty one that i've seen so far in that tattoo series it's got a different kind of flower it's got a kind of a almost like an impatient flower yeah 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 be the first one on your block to get one as long, I mean, as, you, as, long as you don't live on mine or milton's block <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right you'll be okay <laughs> Have well, you, if you get them before I do, you know, if you can get them. Have you, you got a bunch of them? Yeah. Uh, I got about, well, I started out with about 20 flats, and I got about five. Oh, okay. Oh, oh People so like them. Good people, people really so, like flying, well, off the, flying off the table. So let's see. Milton bought probably one or two plants. <laughs> 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 so that lasts a lot, quite a few. People are really buying those cannas. Yeah. Uh, I think they kind of think they'll grow. Man, I man. think you th- you you can be correct. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't make that work. <laughs> my my grandmother used to have the red one. I oh, think the, I think I see a red one. I think I she think. only grew red uh, as the theme to that grandma story. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there were other colors available then. Well, I was noticing too that all your uh, your vines. Uh, uh, man, were they mandavias or were they? Well, there's mandavias out there. Yeah, there's some left. <laughs> oh, did uh, do you have elephant ears? That's uh, personal. Plants. All right, so a lady came by looking. What, for what you would say is an elephant ear? No. What I would say is an elephant ear? No. What the average person would call an elephant ear? Yes. <laughs> What's that mean? Okay. So I, I have some colocaceous, which is in that, what most people think of elephant ear, that's going to be that family. Okay. And I've got some allocations, which look very similar to 99% of the people, but it's a much more rigid leaf. And people will call that elephant ear even mm. though, uh, but, so for the average person, yes. Okay. Got them. For anybody that knows what they are, they're really a little different. Where are they in they're the by, nursery? They're behind the building. Okay. Not you got, this building, yeah, but that building. You did right. Well, we kind of sent them yeah. in the right direction. Now, t- explain again for us on your, uh, with the, which ones colorate the sun on our uh, Caladium. caladiums. All right. So it's called a strap leaf caladium. And most caladiums have two ears. You know, like the Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Two ears, mm. like an elephant ear or an colocasia would. So the ones that have two ears are shades only. The ones that have one ear or no ear can tolerate the sun. Okay, so. So right mm-hmm. now there's a ginger, which is kind of a combination of yellow, pinks, and reds all in the same leaf. Uh, and then there's one crossover that really doesn't make sense that I may still have it, I may not, called Miss Muffet. Mm-hmm. That one has two ears and can still take some sun. You were talking about that one last week. That's my favorite. I've never seen, I've never noticed the ears. 
So you let to bring one up here and show me, please. I'll, I'll go bring a earless and an eared. <laughs> All right. Uh, and how do you, uh, Jerry and I were, there was somebody that was uh, asking about, they were used to growing uh, cladiums where they came back, you took them out of the ground and they came back every year. And here, and, uh, here we were trying to explain that they declined. Jerry was saying they, they, they declined mm-hmm. a well. I was, I didn't say anything, but I've never had them make two good years in a row. Well, a lot depends on how much rain we have uh, during the winter. We have mm-hmm. a lot of rain, they're all going to rot. If we have a dry winter, a good chunk of them will come back. Well, and that's probably, in, in my case, I've got, uh, when I plant the uh, uh, winter. You, you, you probably plant your cyclamen right there, right there. which means you rot, and, and, you and rot that, them off. That's why they don't make, yeah, they don't come down. <laughs> so maybe you should experiment with digging them, and then you go to your. your you, lo- you mean choose caladiums over cyclamen? No. I mean, oh. go as soon as your caladiums start to look peaked in the fall, while you can still see where they're at. Oh, pick them out go, of there. Go dig them up and uh, go to your local hardware store that cuts wood and ask if you can sweep their floor for free. <laughs> And then you pack, after they die back to the bulb, you pack them in that sawdust and put them in a dry, dark place. It sounds like he's done this before. Uh. I recommended this. <laughs> Have you actually done that and it works? Uh, it does mostly. And the li- when it comes back, when you replant them in the spring, the leaves are generally smaller, right? Uh, almost always in the beginning they seem to be smaller, but they, they, uh, they get, get right bigger. back to their, their normal size. And the bulbs get bigger every year, so the bigger the bulb, the more the leaves. So is that is that is that kind of a write up in plant answers? That that caladium. We got something on uh, storing, digging, and storing uh caladium. Because those are very, they're pretty, really handsome plants. Uh, Yeah, and they're you know especially for shade. They're not inexpensive, so if you could get a couple, three years out of them, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, also, you've got uh, lawn and garden fertilizer on sale. We do. Forty-nine. That was forty-nine ninety-nine on sale for forty-four eighty-eight. Thank you for dropping back to eighty-eight. <laughs> uh, but we were talking about uh, a lot of people are worried about using uh, regular fertilizer. Uh, at this time of the year because it's so dry. But don't, don't I remember in the recesses of my infertile mind <laughs> that that you've got an organic? We do. Organic we've, fertilizer. We've got a, a 612 that's uh, Milberger's label. We also carry Medina and Texas tea. Okay. Six, it's a 612? Ours is a 612. And it's all organic material. Correct. Right? Okay, that wouldn't wouldn't burn the grass. But well, synthetic wouldn't either, as long as they water it in. Yeah, uh, we're we're thinking about people that don't water. Well, it. then they probably shouldn't have grass. <laughs> but anyway, so that, you that have came you, up too. You have you have got a choice there. You definitely Here. have a choice. But. Uh, the, Trace has uh, reminded everybody that uh, gra- grass is not the easiest thing to grow here with our erratic 
uh, rainfall and the heat and so you, if you you got to be serious about it and uh, manage it really manage it and then of course it doesn't help when you got stage two restrictions in place too neat thing about horse herb is you don't have to manage it <laughs> yeah. stage, stage two is why i'm married so she can actually go out she'll hand water oh whenever <laughs> best part of being married she doesn't wow, listen to the show, she right? Can deal. Absolutely that. not. Oh, good. How does she cope with the uh, 95 and 100 degrees? She has an umbrella. No. <laughs> oh. Then when I get home, she asks me, well, how do you do it all day? And then she gets after me when I sit down. Oh. oh. <laughs> they, uh, let's see, what were they thinking about? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. What? Oh, this could take a while. It'll, it'll come back to me. Well, what I'll do is I'll tell Tracy the other thing I was going to tell him. You were speaking about grocery stores, right? Weren't you talking about sweeping up stuff? Where were you sweeping? Uh, well, you had a hard, somebody that cuts lumber. For oh, people, oh so okay. I'm sorry. Like a box uh, store, like well, Lowe's or something. So my brother <laughs> was in um, HEB, and they had spilled some chickpeas all over the floor. <laughs> and he didn't know, and he walked all over them. And suddenly the police swarm him. Oh, no. Here we go. Yeah. Punchline. They, they ruled it a homicide. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> didn't you say you wanted vegetable jokes? And, uh, uh, yes. That was yesterday. I, I, you didn't come by. It was no fun with that. called for vegetables. You know, if you, if you do. Uh, if you have a better vegetable joke or a food joke than that, you can call you, 210-308-8867. I hate to change the subject a little bit, but if you think about that sawdust uh, there's there's a, three or four different places where you could collect sawdust. You know, if you got a fireplace, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, if you got neighbors that uh, do any cutting or anything, you can usually come up with some sawdust. Yeah, what, or, once a week, you can come to my house because I'm 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 trying to make something. Yeah, so you got sawdust. Huh. And yeah, if you got a if you got a handy person in your neighborhood that mm-hmm. that does a lot of tasks like that, and and you just put alert him to be kept, keeping it for you instead of give him the trash bag, give yeah. him the broom, give him the dustpan, and he'll be happy to sweep it up and get it out and, of his <laughs> way for you. That's right, because he spends part of his time having to discard that stuff. Yes. Yeah. What's the status on our water hoses? We have some. Still some left? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's funny you should mention that because I, I was uh, lazy. Instead of picking up my hose, I thought I could drive over with my mower. Oh. And then in, in that that characteristic sound, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? Peace is going in every What I hear is I'm going to get to sell some hose menders. It sounds like uh, it, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, and yeah, the, either the 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 parts, uh, the connections, or new hoses for sure. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer.
to nobody. That's not rain. <laughs> no, that's not a rain song. I don't know. It's think, accurate, though. Uh, yes. I think Al's going for accuracy. <laughs> hey, Richard is on the line at 210-308-8867. He's got a peach tree question, or peaches. Got a question about his peaches. What's going on, Richard? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, doing fine. Thank you. Can you all hear me okay? Because the person that answered yeah. the phone was a very nice person. <laughs> anyway, nevertheless, he okay. does a great job. I don't know who he is, but anyway, nevertheless, listen, uh, up in the hill country, you know, the Fredericksburg peaches, as everybody's very familiar with, the word or the product. If if they have a crop this year, when would they be, when would you all estimate when they would be ready? I mean, for sale, you know, side of the road or whatever. Last week. Is they, oh, last week? <laughs> okay, good. We, we've got a we, we've got a guy that's uh, selling them right at the entrance to uh, Millburger Nursery. How long has he been here? Oh, at least okay. one, three one, weeks. One plus, think, yeah. couple more. Yeah, maybe a little longer. Okay, okay. But well, that's, the, that's good. The, they're still uh, doing uh, uh, cling cling stones, but uh, like I was saying last weekend, <laughs> the he brought me a sample up here. And they were fuzzless. I mean, they were smooth yeah. as a baby's butt, man. Uh-huh. That's yeah. smooth. Yeah, that that was the variety. Was there a little? Was there a little bird poop on there? <laughs> no, oh. because they they brush them. They brush all the fuzz off. So oh, yeah. you you don't don't you can grow a good peach, uh, rather than trying to grow a more difficult uh, nectarine, which yes. is fuzzless. Yes. But but well, uh, they're they're cling, and the free stones be uh, what maybe another two weeks to three weeks. Yeah, let's see. The June golds are semis. Yeah, and then they'll be they'll and, probably be this next week. And uh, uh, La Feliciana is uh, is it the first free stone? Uh, the season. But it's July it used to be, yeah, yeah. July Because we used to tell, uh, work with uh, Lamar Burgess and his lovely wife out there at Castorville, and they grew apples too. And so uh-huh. he wa- he wanted something. He wanted a peach that would ripen when the apples ripen, so he could sell them both. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. And uh, he settled on La Feliciana. So you're going to have to come over. You guys, uh, yeah, you guys are a wealth of information and good information. I thank you Well, thank you. All right, we'll see you now. Bye. See you. Come wave at us after you get them. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. All right, so are there more hummingbirds this year? Oh, it seems like I'm seeing more hummingbirds than we've ever you, seen. Uh, I'm with you, about it, but I think it depends on where you are and who you are. Because oh. <laughs> every year they get people call and say, I haven't seen any hummingbirds. Yeah. And there are a bunch of them. But, you're, but you're here. Right. Here at Millburgers, there have really been a lot. And then in my neighborhood, there's there's more than normal, too. So yeah. Yeah. I don't, know whether, I don't know whether I'm seeing the same ones or what. Yeah, but, uh, you know, if you were 
if this was a moist, bloomful year, spring, you would uh, have some to, some reason to explain why there were more. But mm-hmm. with uh, this dry weather and the heat, <laughs> you wouldn't expect there'd be more. All right, 210-308-8867. Did you ever see any uh, crepe myrtles blooming yet in your neighborhood, Calvin? No, I'll, uh, try, I'll try my best to look look for please some. Please, send, send me a picture of your crepe myrtle blooming, and I'll send it to Calvin. Milton at KLUP.com. I saw them all I, up and down Blanco, really? all the pink ones, yeah. I've got, we've got a lot of them planted in our neighborhood. You'd you think I wouldn't see them. I don't know. It sounds like your crepe myrtles are not doing well or something. I just, they don't like the neighborhood. I don't know what the, maybe they moved out. The oh, blooming, the maybe there's an omen. <laughs> no, it's coming. Yes. They're getting sucked this into this heat. Of, yeah. And they shouldn't uh, overextend themselves. At <laughs> our home, ours have not bloomed either, but that's because they're, they've, they were not always in a shady spot, and now they are. So yeah. they bloom late. Oh, look at this. Wow. That, what? That's the, a challenge. What, what they bought? What is that? <laughs> she's well, wrestling she's, with it. Yeah, she's red in the face from trying to push it. Yeah. Pull it. Pull it. <laughs> what is it? I don't I don't know what it oh. is. It's a big plant. Where's looks to be a, about six or seven foot tall. Is there some, a staff person there? Somebody? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, let's see if we can find somebody to, What's that, to help uh, her. What's that young person's oh. name? Uh, oh, I don't we're, know. Oh, we're going to mention that... Uh, <laughs> that Oh, geez. I don't think they heard you. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're going to mention that they've got white Silverado. Yeah, thing. he's got he's got white. Yeah, Silverado. Did now, say I how many? I don't know how many. No, I think there were just a couple. So. Oh, okay. I said he needs to come show you that. Yeah, because uh, you were looking well, for that well, white. You, you know the white, the difference in the white and the purple. What blue. The white only blooms before it snows, before it's getting It's going to snow. It's, it's blooming now? It's going to snow? If it's blooming now. Wow. Well, apparently. Good job. Okay. Oh, Lord. Yeah, she was she was wrestling with that herself. I'm glad they got somebody to help her. Actually, <laughs> actually someone volunteered to help sure. her, which is nice. Yeah, good. All right. Oh, here comes three. All right. Everybody, everybody's helping now. That's tropical. That's a tropical plant of some kind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did you? Uh, did that give you all the information you wanted? Did yeah, there was. Plant of some uh, well, so I know when someone comes over here and says, "I'm looking for a tropical plant of some kind," boom. Where, that's that's what they want. Where would you find that? I don't know where it was. Apparently, it's behind us. Well, it would be. If it was a tropical plant of some kind that we don't see all the time, it'd probably be in a greenhouse. It could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Do, uh, I, like I said, I had a trouble getting all the sale items. Oh, okay. I wrote myself a note. That's a good idea. That was a good idea. But uh, I was reading through uh, tropical hibiscus has been on sale for several weekends. And uh, I, I was interested in the uh, the write-up that tra- I guess Trace or uh, somebody put it put on it. it. Said tropical hibiscus, one of the showiest of all flowering plants. And I had to think about that for a while, but I think they're right. Mm. <laughs> 
because uh, they've got so many colors now, and they've got doubles yeah. and they got some pretty colors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've been, they've been a little. They could have sold a million of them this year if if the supply was uh, <laughs> available. But it's been a one one of many. Is that plants right? There. It was rare to find, huh? Hard Seems to find. Like, yeah, I haven't seen. You know, here in Miller is usually we <laughs> see, see this cold corner with them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's interesting. I, uh, and, and I don't. I, it would be an interesting story to know wh- why. With, with you know why so many plants were in that supply situation? I guess the wholesale production. The weather covered a whole wide area. Oh yeah, Florida and everywhere. Yeah, but they're because they're they're importing a lot of plants into Texas. Right. So yeah, it's an interesting story. Yes, but uh, will learn. Uh, you know they grow them. They're they're a freeze big time. That's why they call it tropical hibiscus. Uh. And uh, it's uh, uh, they grow them in the greenhouse. Um, Color Spot used to. I don't know if the new Lone Star grows them in the greenhouse, but they had those uh, uh, smaller greenhouses that they just filled up with those things. And when uh, they would start blooming in the spring and when they were getting ready to ship them, those things are beautiful. The uh, a funny thing about that, uh, Mr. Moy at the Botanical Garden came up with more Grande, which is not tropical. But uh, he was he was breeding some tropical hibiscus and had some pretty ones. I mean, lots of pretty ones. But uh, <laughs> and he asked asked Greg Grant what should he which ones uh, at least I asked Greg Grant uh, should we promote one of these one of these uh, Chinese hibiscus. Since it's bred by Chinese, but it's naturally a Chinese hibiscus. Anyway. I don't understand where you're... Okay. <laughs> Mr. Moore's Chinese. Oh, okay, okay. Now. Uh, but anyway, uh, Greg said, the problem with this is you got competition by the thousands of breeders all over the world coming up with new tropical hibiscus. And they're coming up, and Millburgers has had some here. I don't know if they've sold them out or not. But they they were on sale starting at sixteen ninety nine. But that one of the showiest of all flowering plants. That's a that's a big uh, that's a big claim. Yeah. But I it think I think showy. they're right. Yeah, I think they're right. And the the, the perennials are pretty showy. Oh yeah. Are they doing well now? What? Are they, are the perennial hibiscus? They uh are they waiting? <laughs> well, they like this hot weather. Oh, okay. Keep them keep them watered. But uh I'm I'm very disappointed that it looks like we've lost uh the uh oh, the Moy Grande or no? No. Good. Uh we up the ramped up the numbers on that. Uh, is flare, the flare. Oh. Hey, Calvin, have you still got your red flare? What? 
No, it got wiped out. Have you checked your fridge? <laughs> <laughs> oh, usually they, they go back to the ground, but uh, I guess it was that, that cold that got them in the ground. Well, I didn't uh, expect it to be uh, Nobody threatened did. or anything, yeah. In fact, I had uh, it was moving it. Yeah. To a different, you know, I was redoing, trying to, trying to make my uh, citrus squares, I call them, make it more efficient and and readjust them. And uh, my uh, flare did not react well to the new location. Okay. Next thing I know, there was no flare. Huh. So. Uh, maybe some of our listeners, if, if you've got a flare hibiscus that you've had for years and years, and uh, at one time there were, was the regular flare, which is a, a screaming, <laughs> a screaming color, uh, or almost. Uh, uh, it's called uh, the reason they call it flare is because it's a fluorescent red bloom, on it. and uh, color spot used to grow them out here south of town. And uh, when they sold, they threw away thousands of them. Mm -hmm. If I'd have had a place to put them, man, I'd have taken them. But I couldn't stand that many. So wait, so we have like 30 seconds. If you have a flare, you want to wait until after the break and you can... Yeah, call in and tell us about it. All right. It, is, it should just be now sprouting. Oh, good. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds promising. That's, we're going to take a break real quick and be right back. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, right here live at Millburgers in 1604 on Bull 40 We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call, be a part of today's show, and uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Anything new and exciting coming in, Trace? There was something, but it was so long ago that I remember ordering it. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Oh, no. Huh. It was, I mean, was it, was we're, it we're only talking like at 8 o'clock this morning. Like, oh, <laughs> That's, uh, that's the best time for me because I walk around. There's no customers. There's no employees. It's cool. And uh, I get to actually look at the entire store. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what is spectacular. At the entrance to the right, you have some spectacular uh, containers of, uh, of uh, vinca, periwinkle. So if you if you're looking for something to put out on the patio, or even on the front porch, in an area that has a lot of deer, this is what you want to use. You want to come by and get the color that you like. Now you say, well the deer won't get on the patio or the porch. <laughs> they will come in the in the uh, in the garage if you leave it open. They will use your facilities, your restroom. Yeah. So it's like Field of Dreams. Uh, <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Yeah. If you plant it, they will come. Well, it's, it's, 
Okay, Calvin's going to go look at caladiums. Um, so <laughs> oh, is this? I, I remember I was going to do that. Okay. Oh, the ears. Yeah, you're going to show us ears and no ears. <laughs> but uh, those things are spectacular. Solid bloom. And there's uh, trailers and uprights over there. Oh, good. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I just saw Because we talked about the trailers a couple weeks ago, I think. That was the woman that was looking for the periwinkle, periwinkle yeah. vinca. <laughs> almost, uh, and almost any color you want. Okay. The neat thing about those. In, including in, orange. Yeah. yeah, including orange now. <laughs> that's right. i got to hurry and get some. I bet you more people will come in. <laughs> including... Uh, uh, the thing about the, they're in containers. What are those? Th- not three gallons, but what? The number uh, one? They're, uh, if we're talking about the Vinca baskets, they're 10 inch. 10 inch? Most okay. of them are 10 inch. There might be some 10 inch cachet pots, uh, but there's also 10 inch hanging baskets. Yeah. And so <laughs> you get those pots and, at this time of the year, and they're beautiful, of course, because they've been watered thoroughly and fertilized and everything else. And you sit them out on your porch, mm-hmm. back porch or front porch. And lo and behold, sometimes either we go on vacation or we get a little slack in water. And those things will dry down. Okay, yeah, but they'll... But, <laughs> but uh, even after you abuse them like that, yeah. you soak them in water. Uh, probably from the bottom would be better. Just set them in a pan of water and let them take the water up from the bottom until it's completely saturated. And those things will be break, uh, blooming, full bloom the next morning. They're yeah, they're, they. Morning. I liked them. I was stunned how forgiving they were. Yeah, they are. Because it takes a lot. It takes a lot for a plant to be one of mine, and they were very forgiving. All right, <laughs> traces. Uh, right, I'm, I'm show, back with. Uh, show you the ears on the radio. The ears. So. Well, see how it's got Mickey Mouse ears. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the leaves. You, see the, you see the ears. Yeah. Each leaf. You can't hear me. Yeah. These are the ears. Yep. Those are ears. Do you see ears on this one? Well, sort of. No, not really. Not no. really. No. It's a smoother top. So it's at the top of the caladium leaf. Right. And so sometimes the sun ones only have one ear. Sometimes they have none ear. Okay. But the shades all have two ears. And, okay. what, and what was the one with the, the kind of the, the blended colors together? You uh, that one is called ginger. And that's also ginger. earless. Yeah, that one is obviously earless. That, uh, uh, the only one that does not comply is Miss Muffet. And I looked and I... We sold them all, so hopefully, oh, okay. I, hopefully all I'll get some more uh, this week. Okay, good. And what is which one is Miss Muffet? Is she is the it's son or it is? Uh, it doesn't care. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is a white one that looks like a painter tried to fling the paint off of his brush yeah. all over that leaf. I've seen that. So it was freckled in pink. That's pretty cool, and a vivid pink at that. Yeah, so, um, and you still got the firecracker ferns for sure. We mm-hmm. do? I think that's a. That's a, that's a future Texas superstar, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. David. <laughs> if you're listening, David, we're trying to help you. Yeah. It's all we try <laughs> well, to do they, is help they, David. They need all well, the help. All they, that you and me yeah. try to do. 
they're on sale. Re number three pot, regular $24.99. Sale two for $40. So that's uh, com quite a bit of savings on that. And uh, they're, they're, they've got a few blooms in them on them now. But the hotter it gets and uh, the bigger the plant gets, the more blooms they have. Okay. Uh, like I, I was telling y'all, I, I, they had had the whole entryway to the uh, botanical garden in Galveston, Moody, mm -hmm. Moody, and uh, they were spectacular. I mean, you couldn't drop a pen between wow. the blooms. And uh, we're pretty. I don't know if we've ever tested it, but I'm pretty sure the deer won't eat it because the. the the foliage is not like regular foliage, but uh, it doesn't look like it tastes good. No, it doesn't. Milton, don't try. Okay. Oh, oh man, I don't want to be rude, but, but someone over here was eyeballing and wondering about the taste of the cannas. Huh? Yeah. The what? The cannas. Don't eat the cannas. I think you cannot. You not cannot. eat the cannas. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, do you know if they're on the edible plant list? I, I don't know, but even if they, I did and they were, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> Stop eating all this I stuff. Have, I have sources that can look that up. Okay. The question is, do you have sources for canna and for daylilies? Day <laughs> they eat. Yeah. Or do you have to sneak around and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We, we try to move the dailies in different spots yeah, every weekend gonna, so that Jerry can't find them. He's not going to make it. I see where they are, but I'm not going to tell him. I'm not telling him either. <laughs> but anyway, the, those blooms on the canners look uh, look juicy. Look very. <laughs> see, look, I shouldn't have said anything. Don't look edible to you, Milton. No, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe for somebody that doesn't eat very many vegetables. Thank that, you. That he uh, gets so taken yeah. up with the daylilies and cannas. <laughs> Asparagus. So uh, if, a yeah. cat, Kale. if a caterpillar cannas, eat it, ooh. Sure he should. <laughs> but uh, just eat the caterpillar that eats it, and then you'll have both. You'll have the caterpillar and the canna all in one. There you go. Okay, Dennis. Canna-tasted caterpillar. I need you to look up. Uh, I'm sure we took uh, our edible plant list uh, off of Plant Answers. Uh, mainly because of forests, they were driving him crazy because people would go to the list, look at the list, and they, then they would write a, a letter or a message that we see that, uh, let's say, daylily blooms on there, but what about cannas? And uh, we didn't have any accurate testing on that and for for some reason forest didn't want to test them all the well you've tried just about everything else including poinsettia so i'm surprised you haven't yeah, done that true. one yourself but uh i'm sure dennis will help us with that hey jeff uh sent a question into the station and maybe we can address this uh it was a text and it said uh um just let's see are the products touting an increase in flowering really effect effective? And if they are, will they work on large crepe myrtles? No. no. Okay. 
No, they won't. No, they're not affected. Well, no, they won't. that should that would be that would be a a research worthy topic. Or, but I'll, I'll bet they have researched it, and I bet they do the conclusion that it's difficult to. Yeah, they increase they, the. There are certain use. companies that put out probably crepe myrtle uh, fertilizer. Yeah, they put out a fertilizer for every every plant, and the uh, but uh, our nineteen five nine slow release will take care of everything. Okay. Mm. Well, unless it's for so, except for the containers. So, what is what is the element that's responsible for the flowering part? The phosphorus. phosphorus. Okay, so if you got a high phosphorus, so, uh, no, so there's different thoughts. You got to have all. So, of them. You carry a, balance. We carry a slow release. We carry a water soluble, and in my mind, everything needs phosphorus to bloom. So I'm going to say it's going to help them. Okay. And then on top of that. A crepe myrtle food, most of them are going to have some minor elements that you're not going to find in other fertilizers, just like palm foods have minor elements that you're not going to find in, in the, that are needed that aren't going to be in other types of fertilizers. So I cannot remember if it's manganese or it's one of them M ones that causes your leaves to turn funky orange. Oh. Not that I don't like orange. Um, <laughs> huh. but, you, but you only get that either as a supplement or in a crepe myrtle food. Hey, Pete's on the line at 210, and this is a crepe myrtle JC sent us, Calvin, since you don't have any crepe myrtles in your neighborhood. He sent lots us. of crepe, crepe myrtles in my it's, neighborhood. They're not blooming like JC's. Look at that. You would have noticed that one. Pete's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Pete. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I got a vegetable joke if you want it. Sure. We do. Is it clean? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. A carrot and a celery stalk are hitchhiking, and the carrot gets too close to the road, and he gets hit by a car. And at the hospital, the the celery stalk is pacing back and forth, and the doctor comes out and says, well, your buddy, the carrot, he didn't survive, he didn't make it. And the celery stalk is crying about what a waste. He was so young, and the doctor says, well, if he'd have lived, he'd just been a vegetable the rest of his life. And no. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. That's great. <laughs> nice job. See, we're getting some people calling in with vegetable jokes. That was a long way to go for that, Pete. Shout out. <laughs> I did enjoy it, though. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Pete? Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call. Do we have uh, any heavy-rimmed pots left? Only about 400. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right as you come in, well, depending on where you park. He giggles, but we started out with 600 and some crazy number, 681, 691. Wow. was the only way to get them at a decent enough price to be able to run this super-duper uh, sale we got going on them. Do you want to tell us what the super-duper deal is, Jerry, since you've got that open? I'll let you do it. 14-and-a-half-inch pot, regularly forty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Real close to $50. But you don't have to bring $50. Nope. You can, you can. Get a you sale get a... for two for $25. You could get four of them for 50 There you go. So, if that, so 50, that is a good deal. If that $50 is burning a hole in your pocket. There you go. Yeah, no, that is. And they're right. 
as you walk in, you'll see them, and they're they're kind of eye-catching because they do look good. And it's Italian clay. Yeah. So, uh, again, I had to buy a bunch of them, and um, you know, the pot is very, very well made and worthwhile, and what we're asking for is pennies on the dollar. Very cool. All right. And, there, and the reason why this is a wor- worthy item to have for sale is uh, lots and lots of pots were uh, broken and are powdery right now because of those two oh. freezes we had in the February February freezes. And in general, we have to wait almost six months from the time we order a group of pots. Oh, really? Before it shows up. Wow. And then, so you know, they all come from overseas, so... Uh, we got we got the, obviously the price of the pot. We've got the freight that's all involved. Uh, they're adding fuel surcharges, mm. and now the newest increase is a oceanic surcharge. So the longer it sits on a boat waiting for someone to unload it, they figure out they'll stick it to the price of the pot. That's encouraging. Barbara is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Barbara. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> um, I just have a real uh, basic question. It's about some crepe myrtles that we planted a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had a landscaper come in, put in three very mature, not exactly healthy-looking crepe myrtles. Uh, they are white, and currently they don't look like they're doing very well about Two days after they were planted, we had about an inch and a half of rain, and one, a couple of them started leaning. So we had the landscaper come back and stake them, but they're about uh, a good 20 feet tall each. And I'm concerned they're not going to make it. Um, is there anything I can do to kind of help them grow? You could do a root stimulator. Uh, that's a designed to lessen transplant shock. But white means it's going to be natchez if it's already that tall. Great uh, yeah. myrtles, really, the only way to kill one is to not water it enough. Yeah. If it's 20 foot tall, you're going to have to put some water to it pretty regular. That's the key, and it's that. Now, this is one of the, we argue a little bit about whether you water plants every two days or every two weeks, but this is one of those plants that you would water every two weeks at the base until you get a, some growth out of it, you know, so it, be, it impresses you that it's on its way to recovery but they they're pretty tough if you uh, they'll hang on and hang on and then you'll you'll see some growth start out of them. i'm gonna go vote closer to the every two days not two weeks yeah right that's what i said okay no, you, no, okay two weeks. you said no two i said that yeah. is the, the issue of two so, weeks oh, so every two days yeah i'm not okay. every two weeks yeah so at the base, but, but water very, very. The average person will stand there for five minutes and think they've watered something. You need to stand there much, much longer. Drink two or three beers <laughs> instead of one. Goodness, Barbara, what are you doing? Or Barbara might be might be wine. Okay, but yeah. uh, stand there longer, water it better, and then don't just water it because it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Take your finger, poke it in the original root ball. So assuming you've watered it well. The first time, if it's cooler, damp up to your middle knuckle, when you stick your finger in there, it probably can go another day. If it's not, it's time to water it again. And also, if the foliage isn't low on there, you might even, and I very seldom ever recommend this, but I might on a crepe myrtle, you can actually hose down the bark. Oh. And the tree, the tree can actually take some moisture in 
through that. But if there's low foliage, you don't really want to do that. But if it's not there, then there's no problem. Oh, that's terrific. Okay, I will try that and see how it goes. Okay, I wonder if the tree hugger, or is it too... Nice. Like she can do that, a tree hugger. Sure, that you tall bet. is going to be too... Too big a caliper. No. Then she can't drink her beer, though. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but the tree hugger so here. Much. Yeah, Millburgers would allow you just to kind of set it and do the root ball. Yep, that, yeah. that would work. Where do you, where do you live? Compared, you got two and a half inches of rain. You said one and a half. Uh, one and a half. Uh, yeah, in Livingston, Texas. Where? You'll so, have to help us. Where is Livingston? Um, East Texas, um, about an hour and a half. East, northeast of Houston. Oh, okay. Lake Livingston. Oh, okay. Close to okay. Lake Livingston, yes. Oh, okay. So is that close to Louisiana? It's getting there. Um, getting. Yes. <laughs> Good it for you. It's pretty close. Yay, all yeah. right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Barbara. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ryan is on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Ryan? Welcome that to Milburgers Garden in South Texas. Acid soil over there. Oh, it might be. Yeah, actually, I bet it is. I bet it is. Ryan, Hi, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, I just had a question. I have two uh, sago palms, um, and they they get a lot of new growth from the top, um, but then it doesn't take long before the the leaves start turning a yellow or a brown, and and I wasn't sure if they're just not because everything I read says. They can get that from not enough water or too much water, so I don't know which is may cause that. Are they in, contain, in containers? No, they're planted in the ground. So, what are your what are your watering habits? Um, well, it, it sometimes depends on. I mean, they don't get a lot of shade, but um, but it depends. You know, it's been really hot, so I've been watering them more than usual, but. Um, but are you using a sprinkler system, or are you doing the the drink of beer method, where you have stand there with a hose? Uh, um, they have a um, kind of one of those system, the drip system thing that runs in in the evening. But um, I have also, with the heat, have been um, watering them with a hose as well. How yeah. long does it run in the evening? Um, the drip runs about. Um, that one runs about an hour. Well, that should, gosh, that should be enough. Well, my first question is, can you tell if that's working? Because sometimes there's so much lime in our water, the little drip hoses get clogged up with lime, and it might not be doing anything. Um, they seem to be working okay because they just, re- when we had that freeze, they all broke, and so they just replaced them there, so they're fairly new. Yeah, I would if it's uh, and you, did you feel in the ground there? Does it feel soggy or anything? It doesn't feel like really wet um, at all. It just, but it you know it's damp. Um, it can feel moist. Uh-huh. I just didn't know if they were getting maybe too much. So, I, so I don't how, know if they can get I, too much. Sun. How often is the drip hose coming on, and how often are you using the beer method? <laughs> um, well, I think right now it's every. Um, I think that one comes on every uh, third or second evening, every other day. Okay. I think about 1 o'clock in the morning or something. 
Well, I would, I would uh, change it to when you feel it and it needs some moisture. I would, you know, you, you know, so probably become become like once every three days or once. How every long have they been days. planted? Um, they planted them uh, two years ago, so they're they're about they're about almost I'd say two and a half three feet tall. So I'm with Calvin. I'd go further distances, but I think I'd add volume. Okay. And don't water because you feel like it. Use the finger method like he was talking about. And uh, leave, leave it on longer, to, less often. They're hard to kill with with the dry. The, the other thought I was having is a nutrition deficiency. I mean, sagos can put out a flush of growth, and if it's missing a minor element, uh, it can give you a similar yellowy look to the foliage so have, ah, have you done have you done any kind of palm now sago palm is not a real palm but it still would want the same minor element package that a palm fertilizer would have so that would be another thing to think about are you in san antonio yes okay uh the drip the drip system that you have uh does it have little emitters up and down the Hose, or how does how does it work? Um, the one they, uh, the one that was there was the kind that uh, kind of sprayed out. It was not a dri- it came out faster. The one that they put in is is um, got a, a little hole and then a tube on it, but it drips um, out of that to okay. directly to the plant. To put out a gallon of water per hour. Oh, I, I have no idea. Okay. Drip systems are are good for supplemental irrigation. But if you're in a real dry, dry situation, uh, you probably need to do something more than that simple drip system. Well, he certainly... Or, or leave it on longer. Yeah. yeah. But he he's, has done more, plus he's done hand watering. Yeah. So he, yeah. It, yeah. With the heat, because they don't get a lot of shade. So with the heat, I've been giving, you know, using a hose. Um, when you are watering with a hose, are you hosing the top of it down, or are you just watering the dirt? Just the bottom, just the okay. root. And then when they put this new hose in, did they add a bunch of mulch? Um, they only put the that uh, kind of in a circle around it. Okay, so you, uh, none of it, none of it's like pushed up against the trunk of the palm. No. Well, I think, you know, just um, basics. Sago palms are hard to kill with dry weather, and it's been uh, dry soil, and it's been there two years, and you you have uh, felt it, and it's relatively soggy. I th- I don't think you'd. Uh, I would guess that the, that it's getting a little too much water. Did it did it freeze back uh, during the hard freezes? Um, not this year because we covered them and put some um, Christmas light strings in there under the cover to keep them warmer. Um, and none, that none of the fronds are browned or anything. No, that but when they when they the year before last they did freeze pretty badly. Okay. But then they came back great. So I mean, they look they look great now. 
So you cut all those brown fronds off, right? Yes. Well, my, my, my thought is still water better, try to do less frequent, and actually use the finger method. Uh, put your finger in up to your middle knuckle. If it's cooler damp, you skip it, skip the next day. You just keep checking it that way. And the plant will tell you, or the dirt will tell you, by, by uh, sticking your finger in the ground whether or not it needs it or not. All right. Okay, great. All right, well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, sir. Hey, we're up against a break, so thank you, Ryan. Mike, you're up next right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Got a couple of phones calls on the line, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, if things are bugging you at the house, if you're worried about them, maybe it's ants. I understand uh, Spider-Man is getting a lot of ant calls right now. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you out. They've been doing this since 1976, and they know what they're doing. They'll make you a part of the solution. So it's they're, they're not just going to come in and spray. They're just going to talk to you about it, kind of figure out the solution you want uh, and figure out the solution that will work. And so you're all part of it. They may even say, hey, they're coming in. Looks like they're coming in right here because you got all that cat food out in the yard. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know why they would say that to Jerry. But um, listen, uh, you're, you're going to enjoy working with them. And you can find out for yourself from their customers when you read all their great Google reviews. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or online at GoSpidermanPest.com. Did you get My- a chance to mention to... No, I haven't talked to him yet. He's okay. he's out and about. Yeah, because you're... Yeah, well, next week we'll... We'll get him on the line. Uh, Ryan, let's see, Mike is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Mike, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm all right, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if y'all, y'all remember, but I told y'all, I called a couple months ago and told you something I noticed was that the cutter ants didn't seem to me like they would cross over a car tire because I had used them in a, in a raised bed. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that enough that I thought, well, I was, I'm only, I was only going to plant one tree this year, a peach tree. But what I did is I took a tire, and I, an old used tire, and I cut the sidewalls out. And I, I plant, I set that, that tire down where it was down in the ground a little bit, and then I planted a peach tree inside of it. And the, the cutter ants have been so desperate this year, they're even eating plants that I didn't plant. But... They have not touched this peach tree at all. And so now I'm, I'm kind of believing that there's something on those tires, either the smell of them or the feel of them or something, that they don't want to crawl, crawl across them. Uh, huh. It needs a, needs a little bit of a bigger sample to make sure, but I think this is going to be a way of keeping cutter ants off of fruit trees. So all you got to do is uh, set all those trees in those tires? Yeah, what I did was, uh, like I said, you go down to a tire shop and they'll give you all you want, used tires. You just yeah. cut, they'll cut the sidewalls out, and then I put the, I dig down so that, that that piece of the tire, the tread of the tire is down in the ground just a little bit so it's, you know, it's sealed around the bottom. And then I dug a hole inside there and planted the peach tree inside. It it doesn't look too bad. You, you really don't notice it. You just see a, like a black rim around it and uh and so far the cutter ants have not or will not cross it huh that's a good that's a good observation 
That's uh, especially useful for people who've been battling those uh, leaf cutter ants. Well, that's what I was thinking. You, know, if if I was gonna put a small orchard in or more trees, which I may eventually, uh, I would try that because if it works, it's it's really free. These tire guys love getting rid of these tires, and if it works, and I think it will, then it's gonna save people a whole lot of money. Yeah, uh, do you ever grow any roses? No, I anything I plant in the ground's got to be something I'm going to eat. Okay. Well, you can eat the rose hips. <laughs> why did well, you or do, do cutter ants love roses? Oh yeah. Huh. That's why I was saying if you've got a rose bush or a neighbor yeah, you tested at that. Yeah, oh, tested the rose bush. Do you, well, have you, you had any problems with uh, weeding or anything? No. I haven't had any problems at all. If that tire, I think you could shoot it with a rifle, not poke a hole through it. That would matter. So it's a it's a tough deal, and I think it'll last years and years. But uh, um, a follow up on I know a lady that ro- raises roses on the north side of San Antonio, and I'll talk to her husband and see if I can get get him to try it at least on one rose bush and see if it works on the rose bushes. Yeah, do they have cutter ants? Somewhere? Yeah, we need to make sure they have cutter ants first. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're up on the north side, somewhere around Hollywood Park. So I, and I don't know what, if anything, she's doing for cutter ants right now. So we need to connect Mike with somebody you know, in Wilson you know, County. You know, Mike, everybody doesn't have cutter ants. Oh, I understand that. But <laughs> I'm down here yeah. near Poteet, and when I moved in, they got my address. <laughs> yeah. I, th- yeah, I think I've heard they're they like have a whole welcoming committee. <laughs> they give you a nice basket, and they uh... <laughs> they're mainly they're mainly in the sandy areas, right? And and they're they're bad. First time first time I ever heard of cutter ants uh, was in the hill country. Yeah. Well, I, if when I moved in down here, I distinctly remember them having a parade that they were glad to see me showing oh, up. Oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, like you'll have me to... and my roaches. <laughs> yeah, so you need to find a neighbor in Poteet that has roses and yeah, and see if they have cutter ant issues. This is kind of interesting. <laughs> we want to see what happens. Boy, that'll save a lot of people a lot of <laughs> a lot of grief. Grief, yeah. yeah. And we also need to go figure out where the cutter ants go if they can't eat his harvest his leaf, because you know they harvest the leaves. And grow young on them. And yeah. they grow food for the young. So is he starving? Uh, you know, Sierra Club may uh, hear about this and uh, oh. ban yeah. the yeah. use of this. There is nothing more enjoyable than a screaming cutter ant. Uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever heard a screaming deer? Uh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, if, you, you think the tires will stop the deer? Yeah, I don't I guess, think the tire. If the, no. if the tires will, if the tires will stop the deer too. Eight, eight tall. You yeah. Well, this is kind of interesting. Mike, keep us informed, okay? Yeah. All right, I'll thank you. And we'll have to it'll be Mike's, Mike's cutter ant solution. There you go. All right, we got uh, Joyce on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Joyce. Do you have any cutter ants? No, I don't have any cutter ants, but I have oh, hibiscus. Okay. All right. Oh, you have hibiscus. Okay. 
So that was my question. A couple of years ago, I kept driving by this house that had this five-foot-by-five-foot hibiscus, bloomed all summer, gorgeous, flaming, pink-red hibiscus. And I stopped and asked them if I could have a cutting. They didn't know which one it was. And they said yes, and so I grew it. So since then, in the nursery, I'm pretty sure this is a flare. Uh And what I wanted... Pardon? No, I just said, uh aha. Oh, uh aha. Good, good, Uh yeah, that's good. Can't can't prove it, but I really think it is from the color, and I love that flaming hot pink color. And so my question is, I have it in a pot. I've had it in a five-gallon pot for ages, and I wanted to put it out in the yard, but I don't really have a good place, so I wanted to take a cutting first so that if I lose the plant, I don't lose the you know, lose it completely. And that was my question. When and what's the best way to take cuttings of this plant? Well, the be- best uh, way to do a cutting on perennial hibiscus is uh, you've, got, you've got to take the cutting and get it rooted by July uh, so it will uh, it, it'll form a large root system and overwinter. If you don't, it'll... Uh, it won't sprout up next year, but uh, you can. Uh, you say yours is in a container, and uh, yeah. How big is a container? Five gallon or bigger? It is. It's five gallon, and I keep it in a saucer so that I can keep water in it during the day and don't have to water it all. <laughs> yeah, it likes that. Uh, rather, anyway, you wait for the new sprouts to come out. Oh, it's going to bloom. It's getting ready to bloom. It's got little blooms in all the four heads, four sprouts that it's got. Okay. Well, you'll you'll take a you'll wait and get a uh, stem cutting of a recently generated uh, stem, uh, and and if it's uh, if it's got buds buds on it on the end of its stem. Uh, you take break those off, take those buds off, and uh, dip okay. it in rooting hormone. You get your cutting about uh, six or eight inches long. Uh, well, it okay. doesn't have to be that long. Uh, <laughs> three to four inches long. And uh, after immediately after you cut it, dip it in a rooting hormone. And uh, mm-hmm. put it put it in perlite. In a, in a in a container, and if you want to do several cuttings, you can uh, fill a gallon-sized container with uh, perlite and uh, just stick it in there and keep it in the shade. And generally, they root in about uh, four to six weeks, if not sooner. Okay. Okay. Now you can okay. also. <laughs> Uh, what are you going to do with the big, the big plant? Well, I want to plant it in the yard at some point, but I really, I have an awful lot of shade, and I've never thought I had a really good place to plant it since I understand they want full sun, and I don't think anywhere is full sun in my yard. Yeah. Uh, well, I was fixing to say, if you want to propagate it, you can just knock it out of the. Uh, uh, five-gallon container that it's in and take a spade and cut it in half, cut the root system in half. 
leaving leaving some of the to leaving some of the top. And uh, I, I imagine in a five, you should be able to get two nice sized plants out of there, and uh, maybe uh, four plants out of there. Well, no, probably not, because as I told you, I have way too much shade, and so it's not a real full plant. It only has oh. four stems coming oh, okay. up. Okay, okay. They're, they're healthy, and as I say, they're getting buds in each of those tops, so it's, it's, it's healthy, but it's not, um, huh. what do you want to call it, prime condition or whatever. Okay, you haven't you got You think it. maybe she has an infection for that plant? Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... The are you sure? Are you sure it's flare? No, I'm not sure at all. Except for the fact that uh, after seeing the plant and seeing the blooms with this shocking pink color, almost round, maybe four and a half inch size, it just that that's the closest thing I can find that it it seems to be, and it's it came from a very old planting, so I don't know whether that means anything either. Okay, yeah, uh, flare. Would it help if she sent us a picture? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, oh, Trace look, has perennial hibiscus. Look on uh, plantanswers.com. Open up the uh, section which says uh, uh, flowers. Go down to hibiscus and open, click on that, and you'll see some pictures of flare hibiscus. Well, I have seen, you know, because I've had this plant for a number of years, I have seen actually labeled flare in nurseries. And to me, it's the same plant. It's exactly oh, the same. Okay. 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 To my eyeball, anyway. Yeah. It's Bert? the only plant I know of labeled flare is flare. And it was named by Dr. Sam McFadden. Uh, but uh, he named it after. <laughs> After the color of a flare, a road yeah, flare. Yeah, flare. Yeah. Because it's that, it it's that fluorescent color. pink. Well, Joyce, did we help you out? We need to oh, go to absolutely. a break. If we, I'm good. Thank you very much. Cool. Goodbye. Well, tell us what happened. Thanks, All right. We're going to take a quick break, come back in a moment, and be. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, you've heard us talk about the Tree Hugger Sprinkler. It's available here at Millburgers as well as H-E-B. And, uh, you know, you want to come on over here and get one, too, because this thing is really cool. It's the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product. If you haven't seen them yet, you will. Uh, they, they kind of unhinge, and they wrap around the tree or hug it, and then you can control the water pressure. Uh, so as to water the root ball or to water the drip line. So now being efficient with your watering is, is as important as any. Um, so uh, come on over here to Millburgers or, like I said, HEB, and you can pick one up. Uh, it's Tree Hugger Sprinklers. Tree Hugger Sprinklers. You can find out more at treehuggersprinklers.com. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, just come check this out here at the nursery, and you'll like it, I think. Uh, Jerry likes his, and I'm enjoying mine. So, uh Good stuff. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Yeah, that's pretty. Let's, no. re let's remind everybody that we've got uh, lots of the uh, butterfly 
uh, plants available here at Millburgers. And mm-hmm. look, looking over, we've been watching the hummingbirds on the red porterweed, and uh, these plants are very attractive to begin with, uh, and they uh, are really potent in terms of a nectar source. And you can tell when you, I put them on the patio in full sun, they get blast on the full sun. You just keep them watered in a container, and uh, you might have at the same time have hummingbird, butterfly, and bees uh, on this plant because yeah. of, the, of the attraction of those blooms. Then next to them are the purple, which is a larger plant. These are just ready to bloom, and you get them in the uh, from we get them in the shade here at Milburgers, but you get them in the full sun and they. They bloom almost immediately, and uh, again, it's a beautiful plant and uh, a great nectar source, and uh, one of those that you really want to have for the butterflies. Uh, monarchs will be coming this fall again, and they'll they'll need uh, good potent sources, uh, potent nectar sources to make it back to their wintering grounds. Plus, got mist flower, and we do have milkweed, tropical milkweed, and. Uh, all the lantanas and uh, so the uh, other uh, sources of uh, oh, Esperanza and uh, help me on the uh, uh, the the other red plant here and the white plant. Uh, oh, cannas? No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, source uh, source that we, the, we've been watching the hummingbirds on the besides the porterweed we've been watching them. On the uh, yeah, my, my old age is uh, yeah, hummingbird. Or you said butterfly. Both. 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 Well, we okay. had the firebush over there, there blooming yeah. that they were on earlier. Here's, how how about the uh, mist flower? No, I mentioned the mist flower, but okay. I, uh, we're we're talking about the uh, gracious. Let me now. Oh, I I also always see these, and now right now I'm looking for the hay. How are you doing? <laughs> Uh, Trash while he's looking for that. Uh, is have you ever seen or been av- had it available a white mist flower? Yes. Oh yeah, they're everywhere. But everybody always wants Greg's mist. Yeah. Everybody wants what? Greg's mist. Oh okay. Mm, Greg. <laughs> mm, <it's> maroon, <laughs> red thing. The. Gosh. Well, we're working hard. To, with Greg, speaking of Greg, uh, to get the uh, maroon poppies yeah, that's on what sale. We still have Available. some seed packs here. You know, there is such a thing as an orange poppy, so because he's an Aggie, yeah, it's got to be maroon. have a maroon one. Yeah, yeah. maroon. <laughs> and, uh, but we won't hold that against him. I think I <laughs> saw the orange poppies job. in uh, Castroville. Yeah. Did you? There's a there's a winery out in Fredericksburg that has poppies that pop, uh, pop up every year in a field. Yeah. And all through the maybe it's Honda, which is first. Castorville must be first. Yeah. Yeah. Where is Habies? Uh, <laughs> Castorville. Okay, yeah. good. Autumn sage. What is the the species? Sa- Salvia, the genus. Salvia. Salvia Grega. Oh, okay. Only took me a half hour. To put <laughs> yeah, we're proud of you, Kevin. But, uh, but no. the, in the fall, the the, uh, the salvia is really turns into a really a top nectar source. Yeah. It's good now, but it even gets better in the fall. So they're all here. 
And if you want to strengthen your uh, butterfly situation, you should do it now so that you got everything. Plants are uh, established and and blooming uh, when when the butterfly populations increase. I remember something I ordered this morning. Oh, what's that? Fire spike was available. All right. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, I had an inquiry. So <laughs> I don't know what day they're going to ship. I'm going to guess Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, but fire spike. And, uh, did y'all see this uh, American Beauty Berry over here that we moved up front? So that I didn't it, see it. It's here it's, though. It's in bloom, right, right over there by those Altheas. And uh, so it's got some little pretty bloom on there. All those are going to turn into berries, and that berry is the most iridescent purple, royal oh, wow. purple, shiny purple berry later on. Very cool. Where is that? Uh, right there next to those white altheas. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll well, and it's a, again, it's a, f- a favorite bird berry, but the, the good news is that they, they generally wait until at least one cool weather time freeze and so they you, you get to look at them for a while in the winter time before they get all eaten up and there's yeah. there's not a whole lot of good perennials for shade and then that's that's an excellent one yeah well hey, it's, it's oh. so unusual looking too because if, if, if people walk by it they say what is this we got greg on the line going to give us a real grande gold update what's going on greg good morning gentlemen or afternoon either one's fine pre- the president of the North Texas Rio Grande Golder oh, Growers that's Association. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just going to give an update. So we have, uh, we've two. got two. we've got fruits on all three plants, and uh, one of them's got fruits that are tapping on about three inches long so far. All right, that's good. Yeah, that so is good. So did you get any of the Rio Grande Gold hot? I don't remember. Did yep. you get the hot too? No, I I got three miles, and then uh, my buddy was with me. He got a hot Rio Grande, and then the he got a couple of the Lejols as well. And yeah. what, tell us what part uh, of the world you're in again. We're just east of Dallas. East yeah. of Dallas, and you came all the way to Millburgers to get yeah. there. <laughs> that's, that's right. They, they've heard like of us that you, far away. Yeah. Yeah. How's your, you, how's your you friends Lejo convinced. doing? Uh, they're good. He he sent me a picture the other day. He's got some uh, some peppers. Uh, a week ago, they were an inch long, so they're they're probably up to two inches now. And so you he, see uh, you know, he's in the produce industry, and he said oh. if this works out, he's going to try to convince his growers to introduce the Rio Grande Gold to the market. Woo-hoo. Well, they might like it because I've noticed. You know, I always compare. I always say I like the banana pepper better, and uh, but I was uh, my mine are a little ahead of the the real Grande are a little ahead of what he's described, but it has got a little more potent taste to it, a little sh- uh, sweeter, uh, oh, and, and a little chewier. The real Grande go? Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I noticed that I it's the first time I've noticed the difference. Uh, the banana is a little more bland compared to the real Grande, but that. That is quite an attraction. Yeah, good. Maybe Greg, it, have you eaten yours yet? No, I'm I'm waiting small. for them to uh, oh, grow a little further. Yeah. Okay. I guess you could you because they're still in that yellowish kind of really light green phase. Is it? Could you go ahead and eat one now? Oh yeah, you could. Okay. If or, you see or them, you, you're gonna eat them. Or you can <laughs> save. The seed. Yeah, you got to save the seed yeah. too, Greg. Don't forget. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. 
Yeah, we're we're going to get uh, plenty of seed production. These all three plants are doing really well. So all right, all right. We're we'll good. Have to hey, do some. Do y'all, do y'all happen to know when they planted those seeds? Like when they started germinating. And well, the reason no, probably I a week after is, Jerry gave them to them, but uh, <laughs> I'm not, I can't remember <laughs> that far back. Yeah, uh, I, I was trying to get them. I think they grow, grew those for probably a month, or, well, four to six weeks. Okay, so maybe 1st of February sometime? Yeah, when right, they planted right, them. right, right, yes. Okay, the reason I ask, because I, I planted some uh, jalapeno seeds myself, but I didn't do it until, like, late February, and I'm just now starting to get the, the fruit buds on those so okay well the, the deal I, I was trying to get them in production when the tomatoes were still going out and and yeah. things yeah. like that if you wait yeah. if you wait too late as far as marketing the plant uh, you're in trouble however this year <laughs> it mm-hmm. seems to never never yeah. quit all right well, yeah. Greg thank you will you keep us informed yeah, you bet. You All bet. Because right, we're just about out of time. So the right, thank you, gentlemen. The pepper What's connoisseur I am. Yeah. When, I go, when my wife makes me go to H-E-B, I walk down the pepper aisles, and the ones that always catch my eyes are the colored ones. Okay. So the reds, the oranges, the yellows. I'll have to bring you some of the ones I have. Make me one of the pepper. Color. Yeah. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. See, us ne- see you next week over here at Millburgers on Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.